0: Welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. And I'm Wayne Heckler.
1: This Friday, August 5th, DC Suicide Squad hits theaters. That's something that we're, uh, we've all been waiting for a long I'm, time.
0: I'm so excited to go yeah. see that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Just yeah. seeing all the villains out on screen and yep. what they're going to do with
1: it. Yeah, it looks good. Um, also, uh, there's rumors about the new Batman solo movie. We may get to see Batman locked in Arkham, which uh, kind of reflects the uh, Arkham video game series. Yeah, that's which been I'm, out. I'm a big fan of. I yeah. played all of them. Yeah, and uh, but it leaves me curious because they can't leave him in his suit if they lock him up so what is it gonna be Bruce Wayne in there it's like well know. they leave the mask on so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a lot of questions also what came to mind was that it's like limitless villains they could have really yeah more than they've ever had in a in a movie before
0: well getting back to suicide squad take a look at like what they are, I know <laughs> what yeah, they're doing with that's that. true
1: everybody all together you got everybody all
0: together it seems to be the way that the uh the movies are going it's just throwing yeah. everybody in Every- you know you got the avengers you got everything it's like put everybody in one movie yeah yeah it's exciting yeah.
1: for all you fans of jurassic park and uh jurassic world jurassic world 2 begins filming this february 2017 so uh, that's something that, to look forward to. I know you saw Jurassic World recently. Yeah, I just I rewatched it again. Um, a little little
0: tidbit: the the guy who plays Hugo Strange on Gotham was yeah. the doctor in there, and also the guy who plays Wilson Fisk in uh, Daredevil was in the
1: in, uh, was the villain in this yeah, also. Yeah. The final installment of the Divergence series will be skipping the theaters and debuting on television instead. This telemovie will lead directly to a new spin-off series being developed by Lionsgate. And that's the news.
0: Main topic, John Williams.
2: Now, John Williams is a famous American composer, mostly known for his cinematic um, compositions.
0: Yeah, uh, he's he's done so many things on film. is is basically his bread and butter. I guess even at this point in his career, he's still he, he's still known for his film stuff.
2: You know, I mean, he won uh, five Academy Awards, seventeen Grammys, three Golden Globes, two Emmys, five BAFTA, which is the British Academy of Film and Television Arts.
0: He's, he's gotten gold and platinum records uh, from uh, his work on Schindler's list um, a couple other ones uh, you know he's he's a prolific writer he's probably one of the most prolific writers of the 20th century mm-hmm. and the the best part is he's still going he's still doing it definitely you know the 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 latest Star Wars movie the force awakens he was there still working out the uh, you know a lot of its uh, repeated themes and things that he's done before in his life but um, doing sequels obviously uh but it, it, he's he's got such power and such um finesse with his writing and it's so recognizable everything that he does yeah um technically in ninety three he retired from uh conducting although I've seen him uh, I saw when I saw him he it was uh past that it was only a couple of years ago and um you know he's he's like I said, he's still got. He's he's known for his filmic works, but he's still creating things and 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 writing pieces uh, for just performance pieces. Uh, he did a piece for Yo-, Yo Yo Ma a couple years ago, right? Um, and he's he's very, um, you know, it, it, he's a very prolific writer. Not even just for films. It, it just we we happen to know him best for films.
1: Yeah, those are his iconic, you know, works. Isn't yeah. The film?
0: I mean uh, just as simple as you know Star Wars and and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and and uh, well all of all, all of the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and, uh, <laughs> not not to specify that yeah. one
2: but you're right. Uh-huh. But he wrote symphonies, a symphonetta for wind ensemble, cello concertos, the one you were talking about from Yo Yo Ma. Was that
0: for Yo Yo Ma? Yeah. yeah okay.
2: Concertos for flute and violin, recorded by the London Symphony Orchestra, concertos for clarinet and tuba, and trump concerto. I mean, he has done a lot for Cleveland Orchestra. Um, yeah. Five Sacred Trees, which is premiered by New York Philharmonic. Yeah. Um, He's done a lot besides movies, but let's mention some of the movies he has written for.
0: Okay. Um, oh, JFK, he, Superman. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm just hitting the big ones right now. Um, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Uh, that's, that's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. Um, I mean, also. Jaws. Definitely. Jaws, another Jaws is another one of my favorites. What, what a sim- think about it, though. What an iconic piece of music, and what a simple delivery of the music. It didn't have to be complicated. It's no. two notes. but um, but, um, and we go, oh my God, that's yeah, <laughs> that's and it. it.
2: Intensifies speed da, 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 when you yeah. know it's coming. Well, I love soon. the beginning
1: too because you don't even know, like for the first thirty seconds, that is the Jaws theme. You just yeah. hear like, you know, and, right. then, and then it just what, what do boom, you hear? It's definitely not even anything close to that. that <laughs> I think I was thinking of a Pink Floyd song, but it didn't write for Pink Floyd. But um, they, uh, but yeah, and then you just hear. Boom. Just like subtle, you right. know, and then it works into it, and it's that's one of my favorites. Jurassic Park, also, uh, you um, know,
0: what holiday times one of my favorites is the uh, the theme from Home Alone,
1: yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No. Is, is Not that the beginning? Do, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he didn't do the other, the other one too? Yeah,
2: he's, I'm sure he did the other one as well. He could have, he could have. because yeah, I, I
1: know he did a lot of the music yeah, on yeah. Home Alone. Yes, but, definitely.
2: Yeah. Close Encounters, Third Kind, do we mention that? Yeah, E.T. E.T., um, sure. You know,
0: he has had this exclusive relationship. Well, I shouldn't say he's had the exclusive relationship. Steven Spielberg has only... Worked with John Williams through all of his films, and doesn't go to any other composer to track his to to. It's his go to. man. It's his go to man. Yeah, um, and for
2: good reason. Oh, sure. I mean, and and Spielberg is known for that awe that they always say. Like um, people say like to capture that awe moment, like E.T. when the bikes fly. I mean, it's just and he wants a composer that could capture that look that he's going for, and it, it's a perfect fit.
0: Well, let me ask you in in for personal opinion uh pieces here uh you know the the idea would he be as popular if he what he wasn't composing for film is it the film that has made him so popular or is it the film that's just given him the avenue to become so popular
2: i think that's a great question funny thing is, i would say it is the film that makes him that popular because unfortunately today in our society Classical music, to that extent, isn't as popular. People like pop mostly, and this is a way of almost sneaking well, he's, he's in not his style.
0: He's not considered classical. He's considered no, it's, 20th century, but it's, it's, you're, you're saying uh, symphonic, symphonic music as opposed not, not to... Not from the
2: classical period, yeah. of course, right, because um, in his romantic period, 20th century, of course. But um, I think that to be popular in that genre is very difficult in this time, this period, yeah. So Mm. I think cinema is the way you can show your composition skills in a different way. People accept that, incidental music is really what it was called, right, just to fill up time. And I think that's, yeah, that just claim to fame, really, yes.
1: I think it's both. You know, it gave them the avenue to do it, but it goes hand in hand because... You don't put out something good, you're, it, you're not going to make it. it that's and true. Or, and his, and so those films, especially the ones we'd mentioned, the you know Star Wars, Superman, Indiana Jones, they they're iconic. Yeah. But the theme songs are iconic. And anytime you sit down to watch a Star Wars movie, what's the first thing you hear? Dum- the black screen with the sto- with the with the far far away right. and yeah, you know Ta-da. and the music yeah. So you know, it's just like, yeah, he's a big. Song. I think he contributes to some of the success of the film, too. Absolutely. So it's, it's both. It's hand-in-hand. Hand.
0: Yes. You know, yes, I, I agree. It's hand-in-hand. Hand. That's probably the best way to describe it. And you it, think
2: but. other composers, I mean, you know, Danny Elfman, which we talked about in another podcast, but John Williams, for some reason, is one composer that his music stands out completely. When you think of certain movies, like Jurassic Park, the, the music comes to your mind. Not That doesn't happen that often in other films. Right.
1: I think the closest thing to that, other than him, would have been Elfman, but he just, he, you know, he... He's a little darker with his music, which works yeah. because a guy like Tim Burton uses him all the time, and it just works. But in right. this case, it's not such like a dark no, thing. No, it's it, more it, grandiose. Know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So it's it, it works, and for the... Filmmakers and the films that he's been a part of.
2: I mean, it's like Schindler's List, he hits like oh, haunting well. sounds.
1: Yeah, Schindler I mean, he can pull off, off the dark ends. and the Yeah, he,
2: yeah,
0: evil. Right. Yeah, sure. he can.
1: He I mean, can.
0: Elfman, uh, you know, just
1: he's known for it. Elfman, for <laughs> he's dark. known,
0: he's known. Well, he's known for you know doing the all of the uh, Burton stuff where it's dark and yeah. it's evil and like yeah. you know you're coming from that standpoint. But Williams can do it. It's it's not that he yeah. hasn't. Like Schindler's List is a great example of that uh uh JFK was another one that had really JFK. dark music yes, in.
2: Yes, yes. Um
0: you know, it was and he did that. It was it, it was it was a whole different uh, vibe. You know, uh you hear you hear Superman, you hear uh Star Wars and we keep going back to these. These seem to those uh I I would say the top like 4 that made him really really famous that that we can if you hear you immediately identify with the movie like bam, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, <laughs> excuse me. The four, the top four are Superman, uh, the Star Wars theme, uh, Indiana Jones, and Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would throw I would throw I, Jaws in yeah, there too. I would oh, throw sure. that in also. Sure. Uh, but probably
1: so, those first three you mentioned ahead of anything. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: um, you know, I, Indiana Jones is just uh, phenomenal. And well, here's the thing too: you, you have so many sequels now. Uh, I'll pose another question: your your sequels? Um, do you because something's a sequel? now is it a regurgitation of the same music or does he sit there and recreate a whole new score because you can listen to one and listen to the other and go okay well that's from that and this is from this but where you know is is it is it because it's a regurgitation is it because it's something familiar is that part of the popularity too because there's been so many times that this has been in in our um uh, for lack of better words, the
1: vernacular of of listening to in music in yeah. movies rather, I think it's based, you know it's based off the same thing. They might tinker with it movie to movie, but you identify with those songs. You know, if you sat down to watch Star Wars and that music wasn't in it, you'd be like, what the. <laughs> this, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, well, let's, Indiana let's Jones, I, the sequels—they have them. You know. Does the,
0: anybody know if he's is he doing the uh, Rogue One? So he, I
2: would I, have to presume he is, but you know, we don't know. For yeah, sure. I would assume, but I something don't. to look up there. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> I mean, picture picture Jaws without that, there is no Jaws without that. No, there's you not. Know?
2: And his variations on the theme. See when he takes it, which is a real compositional technique, because you know the themes in your head, and it's a challenge sometimes. Say, I'm going to use those themes. I still have to use them because they became iconic to Star Wars, but I have to do it as a twist and add different elements to it, which is great to watch. That's when you know someone's a true master.
1: And I think also the the uh, Batman vs Superman, and if I'm not mistaken, Man of Steel didn't have his music,
2: right? Right.
1: So I think you have to decide huh. in each particular case where is it enough like where okay they're going a different avenue you know where do we right. start fresh but I think something like Star Wars just has to have it. you can't
0: do without that and I feel the
1: saying. same about like Indiana Jones or Jaws let's let's talk from a musical
0: standpoint um we agree that the the two most popular um Ones that he's done, perhaps, are Superman
1: and Star Wars. Star Wars first, I'd say, and then Superman. Right, but sure. Know. But Raise all stars close behind and dress,
0: yeah. respect, like you said, those four. Um, you know, looking at those, they have the same pattern. Mm-hmm. They have it's it's a triplet pattern for anybody who doesn't know music terminology. It's a bum 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 bum. There's your there's your Star Wars, uh-huh. and. Uh, well, now I can't even think of the Superman. Somebody no, help me up.
1: You up. Um, because because- yeah, but the
0: but the thing is that there it's a similar triplet feel like that done. Yeah. I mean that's that's a stylistic thing. That's, right.
1: that's him. There's a the triplet
0: again.
1: Oh,
2: now he did some other stuff, of course, like um Saving Private Ryan. Um, these are ones, Sleepers, Far Away. He, he did not
0: do Jaws 3. <laughs> no, definitely Jaws not. Jaws 3-D, actually, it was called. It wasn't even just Jaws 3. In uh, 1983
2: in 3-D. In 3D. Um, Born on the Fourth of July is another one he did. The Witches of Eastwick. That
0: was you know, These are movie. some that people don't know. And then he did Hook with Robin Williams, which is about Peter Pan. Yeah. 1956, he was an additional orchestra. He was additional orchestra is what he was listed at. Mm. I think that was his first credit. Uh, that we found, uh, 56, on Carousel. Hmm. So he may have been, you know, not necessarily a composer. He may have just been, you know, playing piano in the background or whatever. Um he is He is a very accomplished piano well, player. are
1: talking oh, yeah. about a 60-year career then here. Going. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely
2: early uh late sixties. You know, he,
0: he played on a lot of these a, a lot of these uh musical movies that were coming out. Uh, and I guess that's how he kind of got his start was playing in the in the pits for these. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Pacific, My Gun Is Quick. Um these are all these are all old um musicals. So your gun is quick, I just Yeah. Okay. You are horrible. Oh, um <laughs> Gidget.
2: <laughs> Gidget's another one.
0: South Pacific, you said? South Pacific, yeah. He was the piano player. Huh. You know, uh, again, a, a, a prolific musician, a, pro, a prolific writer, uh, and obviously since, you know, he's, for for how many years now, he's been involved with um, movies. Uh, yeah. It's, it's 60 years? <laughs> That's a long time. The Writing Process So we wanted to take some time to talk about the different writing styles that we have. Uh, all three of us have done some writing. Um, we've written scripts for films and short films. And I have about uh, 30 scripts in the uh, in the can right now uh, that are just waiting to be made. So eventually out there, we'll get them done. Um, poetry, poetry, songwriting. Uh, well, poetry, you know, songwriting. I- I'm talking about uh, actual film scripts. Sure. Um, so far, we've touched upon uh, television scripts that we've written. Um, we've written different pilots for things. Um, I wrote uh, a three-script pilot for one particular thing that didn't get made. Um, what 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 process do we go through? I mean, uh, myself, I, I look at different things and I go, oh, what inspires me? What what type of things? Um, I, I'm a big sci-fi junkie. I'm a big junkie of superheroes and and vampires and everything else. So I do a lot of writing in that vein. Um, what are some of the things that inspire you when you are sitting down writing?
2: It's funny. I think, uh, I know it sounds like out of nowhere, but um, Flaubert actually wrote Madame Bovary, right? When I was, took a. Uh, literature class, we read that he said every single word he said, even when he's using a conjunctive, like uh, like an and, a and the, everything has a purpose. He's very specific about, you're writing about a certain mood, he's going to use certain word choices. He's not just telling a story, he's painting a picture. So I always, I took that to heart and I use that when I write scripts, I like to get really into the characters, each character and say, okay, you can't write the same lines for different characters. You can't. Some people do that. They forget. They're just writing and they think they're writing for themselves sometimes. Oh, John's saying this, Bill's saying this. But John and Bill are different people. I know this is an obvious thing for, you know, professional writers, but I think a lot of beginning writers sometimes don't understand that as different voices. You have to really get deep into who these characters are and decide on what how would they speak? What what is they feeling behind it? And I always think I use a backstory. Sometimes you don't even see the backstory in a finished product. But I think in order to write... Usually
0: you don't see the backstory. (laughs) Well, that's
2: why it's a backstory. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't see these backstories. Unless you wrote the backstory. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes I do write the backstories and really know the, the... You know, the past of these characters, even though you don't see it, to know where they're really coming from. So I take it seriously. I don't just write uh, frivolously. I like to rethink in depth. And the way I am, I read over and over the scripts until it really flows. I say, Was that really flow? Um, And then, you know, we do let, of course, the actors take it upon themselves. They make it their own sometimes, which is good. Um, It depends. Sometimes you let them take it on their own, and sometimes you can say, Ah, you went in a different direction. I was hoping to go this direction. It's a co- very collaborative process, but as long as they understand where you're coming from, that's when you let them improvise sometimes, and other times you want to be kind of strict if it's really painting a picture that maybe they're missing at the moment.
0: I, uh, when I write, I sit down and I go, Okay, well, uh, my thing is I have to write through the script, I have to get from the beginning to the end of the script and get everything out as much as I can, and then I go back and go, You know what? Let's let's like like you're saying like okay well the actors uh, you have a specific idea of what's going on I go the actors have to kind of interpret it the backstories really should come from the actors because that's uh, I I guess I come from an actor's Background where I, I look at it and I go, Okay, well, I'm an actor, so what would I want? I, w- I want to look at a script and go, Okay, well, haha, I know my guy was a drug dealer in the past, but now he's a good guy, you know what I mean? And and like that has nothing to do with anything in the script or anything that's there, but that's that's something that planted in the back of my mind, so that's why I'm walking with a limp, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going, Okay, great. Um, you know, uh, I, I do have a strange process, especially when I get together with you two and, and we're writing collaboratively because um, we've done a bunch of stuff like that collaboratively where the three of us are, are writing or, or I'm bouncing ideas off of, of people. Um, I, we, get, we get going on things and, and my write through, I go, okay, here, and I'll, I'll show it to you. And I'll go, I'll go, okay, what do you think? And you'll be like, ah, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this <laughs> sucks. But that's what makes the script better. You know, and you'll you'll hand it back to me with like not corrections. I don't think you've ever like corrected me. No, you just you just kind of go like, okay, well, there's no, you know, I'll get a question in the margin like why, and that'll make me rethink of why. You know, because you're you're a lot more structured, I guess, than I am. Um, Now, things we've we've gone over and we've written together and and collaborated on. um, It's it's I think it's more of a of
1: a collaborative process before we ever put pen to page right right absolutely more development yeah more development prior i can't sit down and go i'm gonna write nothing comes out that that would be be, be the add in (laughs) you that that would be a lot of things Um, (laughs) but i can't sit down and write and just go up let me get it out and no i can't do that it has to hit me at a funny time i can't um force anything writing inspiration anything i have to the inspiration will hit me randomly walking down the street and then it clicks and then the ideas come but i have to be up and moving to get the flow before i sit down and put the pen to paper i can't just sit down and do it i have to be up moving
0: it's still that like phrase pen to paper when was the last time we actually wrote anything on pen and paper it was sitting at the computer that's just an aside thought completely <laughs> he picks up a piece of paper look I wrote we have all typed things out here and he's got like everything handwritten out <laughs>
2: But it's true, to inspiration, you can't force inspiration. It's, it yeah. might come at the most inopportune time sometimes. It could be you just woke up and think, I have this great idea. Yeah. Oh, I'll write down later. And of course you forget it. Right. Sometimes that's why the technology is great. You pull open your phone, you record the ideas before you lose them. Yeah. You sometimes you think, this I can't possibly forget. And believe me, you go through a day of so many different things, you might forget it. Yeah. So just record all your ideas as fast as possible. Right. It's very important.
1: But I think I'm also like you in the sense that like even if it's not discussed I want a character in my head to have I know what happened to them their whole life along the way right why they might react a certain way to something or why they're limping yeah (laughs) (laughs) Okay. drug dealer
2: now it's funny Joe you brought up uh, the fact that you know you come from an actor standpoint mm-hmm. and you want to do it that way it's funny that I wrote this short story once called Venison Man and I wrote it and I wasn't happy with writing so I switched it I went it was a tape recorder back then you know on a cassette actually and I taped my character and he was going on a rant because he was supposed to be an insane guy he was a serial killer and I was just saying all these crazy things and I just and then I listened to it back I said wow I, I finished the story and I went back because I did it as an actor. I said, "Don't sit down and write it. You acted. You be this character."
0: Well, you know, I do that. I, I'll get on the phone with you guys, and I, we seem to talk until like midnight sometimes on the phone. And what I'm actually doing sometimes is that's my process there, where I'm I'm talking and I'm going, "Okay, well, what do you think of this?" And 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 you'll say, "Oh, that's great," but what about this? And I said, "Oh, well, that's a great idea," and I'll 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 springboard off of something you said or or you said you know, just in, in little, uh, not Jess, but just in passing. Oh yeah, that's great. You know, that'd be great if he did such and such. Ah, got it. Mm-hmm. That's the missing link. All right. And it
2: could be, like you said, the little nuance is sometimes even what someone says that that's not the answer, but it sparks the other thing that becomes the answer. That's why you can't ever hesitate for throwing out ideas, as silly or stupid as they might sound. Like, what about this? And it sounds crazy, maybe even saying it for a joke, but it springboards to all other things. It's like, he's, wait.
0: he's got a lot of silly and stupid answers from you. <laughs> that's his explanation,
2: and it springs into such wonderful is that an ideas. Apology? Yeah.
1: No, no, because you're right. You're right. You, you know, got to get it out. You,
2: you spit it all out. That's what it is. You got to get
1: it out. And because then, right? If you had something good and you didn't spit it out, it's lost.
2: It's so, lost forever. So you say yeah. everything that comes to mind, as ridiculous as it is, and a lot of stuff sticks. Like, wow, that was good. That wasn't good, but I got this other idea from it. It's very important to think to yeah. not hold back. To create a process should never be held back. You never hold. it. You just sit. I, it out I
1: there. feel held back by the sit down, and. Type, yeah, yeah. Put keyboard to paper, A keyboard. <laughs> um, because I, for me, it just flows out there. I get excited about it when I'm just, all right, this is that, and, I'm, and I'm thinking about it and not restrained by. Sitting still, I can't sit still, I guess is my problem. But
0: I, I got to tell you, talking to you and when, you, when you're formulating your scripts and formulating what you're, you're doing and, and formulating your characters, I, sh- I, I should say, um, and you're springboarding things off of me. I get excited and I got to tell you, I, we laugh. We will spend, once we get going and we're laughing, it's like, you know, okay, this is the right way to go. You know, especially in a, in a comedy sense like that, you know, we'll sit there and laugh for, for an hour straight and be like, what were we laughing about? By the time time we're done and like, oh my God, that was so fun. (laughs) Okay. And then you figure out what it was and, and whatever that piece of the puzzle is, is, is how you seem to, um, flourish we'll say
2: and it's funny until it's written on paper it's not real yet like we you could talk sometimes you could get into habit of developing over developing let's do this 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 but until you sit down and say now i have to make this thing real and it's then scary. you know it is scary it's
0: scary to sit there and go okay it's it's that blank page syndrome you're looking at it and going oh my god i got to get this and then all of a sudden you know it's, and, and it's a great sense of accomplishment when you go okay i got 30 pages done Look at that! Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember being in school and going, "Oh, I got a ten-page paper." Like that's that's nothing. And now we're 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 almost doing. I I mean, you're barring our, our our successfulness, and you're going, "Okay, great. That sounds great." We didn't get all these things out, but you know what? I think any writer has a, a stockpile of scripts. They should have a stockpile of scripts. Absolutely. Because at that point, you're writing for yourself, and if you write for yourself. Uh, you know, like I, I said going back to college ten page paper you you fretted about, but you'll knock out a hundred page script in in less time than it took you to do the 10-page paper and you'll be much more satisfied with it. And you'll go, oh my God, look what happened. And we joke about, you know, not being successful, not
2: selling certain of our writings, but we've had a lot of compliments along the way. And some people say, wow, I've never seen such writing like this. So we had a lot of feedback. The only thing is, you know, funding becomes an issue. Oh, sure, um, sure. There's so many things that get in the way, but, you know, you just can't give up. That's what it comes down to. You just got to keep writing. If you're a real writer, you're going to keep writing because you have to it, write. It
0: doesn't, it doesn't matter what the stockpile you have I mean, I mean there's so many guys out there who have written books and novels and you know uh, (coughs) sorry much more uh intense things even than our scripts that we've written and they sit on them and it's it's never published and they did it for themselves um you know i I find it very cathartic after you're done and looking at this and going okay wow this is this was great. It was like a challenge, you know. Um, getting back to in school, when you're in school, they go, okay. Well, we're going to set up these parameters. And uh, one of the scripts uh, I wrote, uh, I submitted to to you guys for a project we're working on. The timetable was literally two weeks. We had two. I had two weeks to write this script, and I had input from. Uh, I had you must have given me thirty pages of input for this script. And I'm going, okay, it's only going to be, you know, a 90 or 100-page script. And it it was 30 pages of input from different people involved in the production. And I remember my head spinning, and it was a topic I knew nothing about, (laughs) which was even better on top of that. So I had to go learn the topic. I had to go, uh, you know— have this original uh, th- uh, the thirty pages of of notes of what this script should be, and you know that w- I was looking at that going, wow, it's like a homework assignment and go, but <laughs> but it was more interesting. It was much more interesting to write yeah. that than to than to go write a homework assignment well, as, as I said, yeah, because it's forced. It's forced. You want nothing to deal with that but no but i'm saying the the excite it was very exciting we had a timetable right. we had uh i had all these limitations and i had all this stuff and that was exciting to yeah. me that was very exciting i don't know i, I may, maybe it's I'm almost wondering. like like improvising within certain boundaries oh sure it's an excitement
1: no, but you know it's as, far a challenge. as using a so musical. if you if you you know make progress and it feels better when you it seemed more like a task that was a bigger mountain to climb and you get to the end of it and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So.
2: Now, I'd like to bring up something about writer's block because I always hear people say, oh, do you get writer's block, writer's block? And one thing I discovered about writer's block... Writer's block, it's not a real thing. What writer's block is to me is when something is fundamentally wrong, really, with your script. It's almost like you're trying to force something. I noticed this and it's not working. <laughs> it, it's not working. And you're like, but it has to work. And why isn't it working? And then you realize that, wait, maybe that's not the right way to go. And just by letting go of what your preconceived notion was of that script, you free yourself and say, wait a minute, I'm so happy that didn't work because my other ideas are so much better than that, it supersedes what you originally thought, so I like to say a lot of times writing has a life of its own the characters, once you start writing them they're real, it's like well of course that you can't write that because this character wouldn't do that.
0: There's, there's nothing like seeing like um, g- creating a character on the page and then actually seeing it come to fruition when you, when you are in the uh, final process of when the movie is made or, or the, the film is made or, whatever, or the t- television show is made and you look at it and you go okay it's it's so satisfying to see what became of the character because it's not necessarily exactly what you had in mind right uh, i mean even even the casting process and all that but, but god self, so uh, so fulfilling to go this didn't exist before me going in my, my head. head It's like giving birth yeah. Right exactly. It's just thing Us
2: men can feel Without yeah, really, I'm, truly, not, I'm not, so not going to go there My life will have, have In my, my, my head
0: nope.
2: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Well Dan was in the
1: In the operating room During the birth I said nothing, during, uh, <laughs> I said
2: nothing. <laughs> But you know It's true really Just releasing that Seeing something Come to life Like you said And actually Seeing as a living Breathing thing It yep. comes an idea Then it's written words And it comes back To the idea So it, it's, it's It goes through a process Of seeing it develop. It's very exciting. It is. It's one of the greatest professions in the world is to actually see a creation come to fruition.
0: Yeah. Well, to me, it's, you know, if we sat down and wrote a novel, maybe somebody would buy it. But in the same thing, if we sit down and make a movie, maybe somebody will watch it. You know, there's always that question. But to me, it's, and this is why I I obviously lean towards writing screenplays and teleplays because that to me is the satisfaction is is looking at it and going okay well I created this thing you know in a book you go okay well it's a book and obviously you spend a lot more time on the book and and maybe I have a little bit of your ADD rubbed off on me Um, (laughs) he's just nodding his head (laughs) yes
2: I I didn't hear words you just said the last five minutes I was thinking of
0: something else what ADD (laughs) so what was I
2: saying he's writing
0: he's writing a script in his head right now what do you mean ADD (laughs) Um, but uh, but seeing this the thing come to life eventually is is the ultimate goal. You know, and and again if we have scripts sitting in the corner that aren't being used for one reason or another, um I'll I'll give an example of a script I I started a um just on on spec a script uh about Peter Pan and what was that like Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't finish it. I just got into it. I was a little bit into it, and all of a sudden, like three weeks later, debuted Neverland. <laughs> and uh, God, if it wasn't like the same, I'm, I'm going. Oh my, that's that's the same. throw the script out. So you know, it, and it happens. It's 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 um, there's a word for it where where you're in the universe. It's like a, uh, Alexander Graham Bell invented the the light bulb. I almost said light bulb at ball. the same time is, the, at right. the telephone. Is somebody else in? uh you actually know his name, An- don't you? Antonio Maiucci. <laughs> Antonio Maiucci inv- invented the phone at the same time in Europe, and uh, you, you know you go, okay, well, who? They gave cre- it was the timing. Yeah, it was just the they, timing. It they was they meant to that, happen.
1: They took the credit away from Bell and gave it to this other guy.
0: Oh wow! Actually, and, they haven't told any of us about it because he's American. So,
1: well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're not teaching that in school still. I think, uh-huh. <laughs> or they've just neglected to uh,
1: to mention it. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, no So
1: That's, that's Cosmic I, I, something Cosmic something It's where something. like two people uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about Yeah, but
2: once the idea is out there It escaped yeah. And it's just a, anyone could just Pick it up out there yeah. In the stratosphere In the stratosphere right, yeah. right. Yeah. But you can't hold back. You know, you have to get your writings yeah. out there. And like I said, um, scripts may be out there. They're on the shelves for a long time. Oh, they're collecting dust. But what happens once in a while is they have new life. Yeah. Especially after a couple things start, you start selling, you start doing well. Hey, what about this other script? Even it's perfect as is, you go through a couple of rewrites, and now it's back to being, um, you know, ready to go. It's back to being something more modern, or things go through adjustments. They adapt, uh,
0: you know. Rewrites all the time yeah. until it's yeah. revel- relevant again. Well, and is what and I, I think any say. any good script is is you know uh, like I said I'm the the guy that writes through. Just I have to get to the end of the script before I start like fixing things. At, Which
2: at, I have to interrupt. I have to say that's why I think we work so well together. Yeah, because you write you, you like um. He doesn't hold back. He'll write. He'll keep going. I, your goal is in the end and you're not gonna labor over little details. Yeah. And, you know, not that you'll get to the point you wanna go and then you could always go back after and I say, Okay, let me fill this with more, get more depth or you know, that's why everyone has their own writing style, but it's good. You can't labor over things too much that you don't get the job done. So that's one thing I admire about Joe here. He just he'll write, you know, he keeps going. He don't let things hold him back. He says I'll get back to that. If it's a problem, we'll fix it later. But look, I have this skeleton and it's more of a skeleton, but it's there, you know. Skeleton we put some meat on that, you know, and we keep going. <laughs> that,
0: that's great. I really don't like you, so Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for the compliments. Oh. I do appreciate it. We do we, we work well together. I think that's why we uh we, we continue to work together. <laughs> so or else we wouldn't <laughs> um it's at Hecklercane Inc., and uh we will see you next time.